And you say a bit more about pushing outside of your comfort zone. So comfort zones exist because we have belief systems. We we have a, a way in which we interpret the world, which can and does change over the course of time. But in any given moment, we tend to have this construct that we call a comfort zone. And staying within your comfort zone tends to mean um, leaning towards what is more comfortable or what feels safer to your system, whereas stepping outside of it tends to mean uh, doing those kinds of things that are perceived as either unknown or dangerous in some shape or form. Now, there's need for qualification here because uh, I've used words like perceived, and this is really the point, because it may well be that what's comfortable for us isn't actually safe, and it may be that what's scary for us is actually safe, and vice versa when it comes to danger. So our model of the world is one thing, and the way the world really is is uh, is another thing. And we're always kind of reality testing in different ways to try and update our map or our sense of the world. So one of the difficulties is is the principle of being once bitten, twice shy. So if we have a bad experience with something, we, we tend to be avoidant of it. So it falls outside then of our comfort zone. But the problem is that can sometimes happen. We can We can have false positives even when that thing is actually good for us. So one of the classic examples is the example of eating wild berries and then feeling sick. So as a poison prevention uh, mechanism, our system tends to give us an aversion, a feeling of just disinterest in those berries from then on. You just, you know, you won't feel like it if somebody offers them to you in the future. And that makes sense. You can see why the system would do that. It's a good rule of thumb because, of course, the berry could be poisonous. And the way the system figures it is that it's better to avoid berries needlessly if if they're safe than to eat them if they're poisonous because the cost of eating poisonous berries is death and the cost of uh, of um, of not having berries is just not having berries. So on balance, you can see which one tends to be preferred. And of course, it's just, it's really just survival because, you know, those of our ancestors who would just kind of eat anything and everything, no matter how it made them feel, they're probably not our ancestors. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out as a strategy. So we've kind of descended with those types of patterns, it seems, inbuilt into our system. And this is where the idea of a comfort zone comes about. It's this sort of mental model we use to determine as a matter of practice what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But the problem is, uh, as we said, sometimes the, the mapping can be out of date. It's a little bit like while driving our, uh, our sat-nav system. And, and, you know, it's telling us something's okay and it isn't, or it's telling us something isn't okay and it is. Sometimes it just hasn't been updated appropriately. So the way our system works, though, it's like a sat-nav, our system, but it's like a sat-nav that you can't just update remotely it's like a sat nav that only updates when you drive to those areas <laughs> that's how our system works so basically experiential learning is important actually learning by doing now you don't always have to be to use the driving example out in the car uh, you could be sitting in the car imagining you're driving or you could be closing your eyes at home visualizing being out on the road or you might be using google street view to kind of simulate a particular intersection, just like 
airline pilots don't just need to practice flying an aircraft in the air. They can use flight simulators or you know, other, other forms of, of practice tools. So there are different options here. But in any case, the goal is to push outside the comfort zone. And this is where the principle of comfort zone plus one comes in. And the idea here is not plus 10, because if it's plus 10, you're scaring your system. You're doing too much too soon, and your system goes into survival mode. But if you are doing comfort zone plus zero or less, you're really shrinking back into your comfort zone, then the problem is you're not actually making change happen, which probably isn't what you want. And not only that, but staying inside your comfort zone, ironically, mightn't actually be that safe because it, it may be safer to live a life outside of that comfort zone and have the freedom and the benefits that come with that. So we want to hit a kind of a balance between, on one hand, being sensitive and respectful to our system in terms of what it's afraid of, because it's not out to get you. It's purely just a protective mechanism trying to keep you safe. And so if you kind of declare war on it, it's just going, my God, well, what's going on? I'm only trying to protect you, and then it kind of pushes back even harder. So we want to, on one hand, respect that that system is there trying to protect you and look after you. However, at the same time, try and shape it, grow it, develop it, improve it, and upgrade it to, to update the sat-nav. So the idea with Comfort Zone Plus One is that if you're going, for example, to a gym, you wouldn't go to the gym on day one and then use the heaviest machinery and strain yourself, but nor would you stay home and not go. You do something in the middle. You go to the gym and you'd you know, you'd do some work that day and then leave it. And then maybe the next day or whenever else you're going, you do a bit more. And you should feel some strain. That's the point. And in the same way, when you're working with fear, it's important, as long as the thing we're doing is actually safe, it's important that we do lean into it and feel a bit of fear. That's not a problem at all. But if it seems like too much, just do a little bit less. And if it seems like uh, uh, that it's, it's uh, too little, it just feels comfortable. Well, then you can push it and you can do a little bit more. And obviously, to the degree the symptoms are strong, having proper therapeutic support while doing that is key. And, you know, checking in with that and logging your progress and, you know, having those regular updates. And this is really what the system needs because there's that saying that there's no change without change. And, you know, by acting differently, we, we learn to act differently because what's basically happening is you're giving your system the evidence that, you know what, this is okay. And sometimes we feel actually pretty good and we surprise ourselves. And sometimes we feel a bit uncomfortable, but we're learning to have a relationship with those uncomfortable feelings and to allow those to start to clear as well. And gladly, every case, of course, is different. And there are there are uh, you know, very different circumstances and different factors involved. When I'm working with um, with several people for even the same topic, we're doing totally different therapies very often because sometimes there's other things going on or the belief systems or the self-concepts involved. There can be any number of, of different variations that can lead to the same problem or difficulty. But the, the good news is that there is a lot that can be done here because in a sense, we're not actually trying to change anything when we're working with expanding in the comfort zone because safety was always the goal and safety remains the goal, but we're just trying to update the parameters of what safety is. We're not actually trying to push into the scary, but we're trying to change the definitions of what it is. So you can still avoid what is actually uh, inappropriate and dangerous, but you can embrace uh, what is safe and empowering and what actually helps the quality of your life.